You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. Jesus has won the victory for us. Learn how we can walk in victory in this message by Pastor Saul Wang. Pastor Ariel and Pastor Sunny cannot be with us today because both of them are in Surabaya, Indonesia. They are really becoming a blessing to that nation in Indonesia. And I'm also honored to be here to do the last leg of our series here. Uh, I think we're going through a series called Indeed. Everybody knows that. Okay. Yeah, I just want to review, basically, um, the past three weeks, Pastor Ariel was going through this series called Indeed. The first week, we've uh, talked about living in the light. Okay, no longer in darkness, but living in the light of God. We also understand about living in righteousness, not the righteousness that we have, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And lastly, last week, okay, we've talked about living in love. Okay? Sino bang in love dito? Wala. Oh, by the way, I want to greet all the fathers. Happy Father's Day. In advance. Um, actually, I'm going to... It's a reminder I forgot. Um, happy Father's Day. Not today, but next week. So all I'm just saying is that you could invite your fathers, bring them over, let them, you know, enjoy the service. Can you bring your dads uh, next week? Can, is that an amen? amen? All right. Don't forget your grandfathers as well, okay? Daddy rin yun. Ayan. Ayan si daddy. Ayan. Hi, grandpa. Ayan. All right. Okay. Let's, let's proceed. I want to just uh, take you through the series objective, all right? Um, at least as we land this uh, series... The last leg, let's look at the series objective. This is what we are hoping to do, or we've hoped to do in the past four weeks. We will be assured of our eternal life in Christ as evidenced by how our belief about God would increasingly reflect in our behavior on a day-to-day life. Not or, that's on. It looks like or. Okay, on. In other words, you know, if Jesus Christ is in us indeed then it must be shown in our deeds. Ganun naman yan. Did you understand what I'm saying? All right, great. All right. Let's all stand and I just like want to you know, read uh, the scriptures and turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. In fact, I'm going to ask everybody to read it aloud with me. Can we all do that? Are you ready? One, two, three. In fact, this is love for God to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. Lord, my, our only heart today is that You would completely reveal what we have in Christ. Holy Spirit, be the one to open the hearts or the eyes of our hearts that we may truly receive, Lord, true freedom and victory. Thank you, Lord God. Bless the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can take your seats. I need a moment. There we go. Okay. You know, every, every year here in Alabang, our staff goes out on a 
sort of like a staff it is a staff outing not sort of but it is a staff outing we enjoyed it so much because there is a certain tradition that happens every single year okay we have what we call a competition between the men and the women okay it's the boys versus girls okay me edition one two three of course i wasn't here a few years ago but i heard when you know i heard from the boys that we actually won in 2012 right 2012 we won okay the staff here in alabang all you guys in you know say ha 2012 where all right 2012 okay but in 2013 the title we lost the title it went to the ladies so 2014, we decided as, as a group of, you know, ahu, you know, hindi mga 300, pero, you know, we decided that we will win 2014 staff outing competition, okay? Just to give you a picture, this is how it looked like. Um, you can show it over there as well. Okay, this is how it looked like when all of us, the pastors, Pastor Sunny, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Ariel, Pastor King, Pastor Chico, Pastor, all the pastors, including me, we were all, you know, so serious about winning this event. We wanted so bad to win that we had, you know, we had, uh, we had um, a strategy, okay? Ang strategy namin, mag-cheat. Okay, uh, disclaimer lang, okay? This is just a game, all right? Please do not... You know, baka ma-stumble kayo, wag naman. Alright, don't, don't stumble and fall on account of this. But there's a, there's a point I want to prove. Okay, so this happened, all of us. We were saying, you know, ano strategy natin, ano strategy natin? The game was Pinoy Henyo. <laughs> you all know Pinoy Henyo, di ba? Parang sabi ko nga, sinauna na yun. I mean, that's, 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 you know, wala bago. But it, anyway, it was so fun. So we had all this, you had to guess, remember that? They, they put up a... A card, and then you have to guess, right? You're going to act it out. You can't say anything. And here we were. So how do we know how we're going to win this? So we had all the strategy. You one, you cough out the answer. Victory weekend. Making disciples. So, you know, it kind of worked, you know, in 2012, but it didn't work here. Because the women were watching. They were watching. Until now, they're still watching me. Okay? So it was amazing. I mean, they, they, we had, you had all the plans. Said, all right, kailan lang yan, boys. Kailan binubulong lang. Umunang sigaw. How do we do that? I mean, so we, 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 we went together. We, we looked at all our options. And we looked at the women. See, the women are enjoying. See that? Okay? We were distracting them so that they will not be able to answer. We took the board out. We did everything we can so that they will not be, you know, they won't answer. Finally, it was our turn. Okay? That's how we were the man. We were all laughing because Pastor Sunny, who was seated there, couldn't even guess. <laughs> we took our cell phones and then we were just writing in our cell phones. They took the iPad, ginagano, hindi pa rin makuha ni Pastor Sunny. So, naging desperate na. Sabi ni Pastor Sunny, so, ganito gagawin natin. Here's what we'll do. All we need to do is, uh, kung wari nahulog ako, tapos pulutin niyo ako, Tapos bubulong mo yung answer. <laughs> so yun. And look. Look at the men. Look at the faces of the men. Talagang it was a fight to the finish. Okay? Winning was everything. But we lost. 
Yeah, we lost. Two straight years in a row because we cheated. Lesson learned, right? But it's really funny. You think about that. All our lives, you know, who would, after all, who would want to lose? Can anybody tell me in this room, how many of you here want to lose? How many of you here want to fail? Everybody wants to win. How many of you want to win? Overwhelming, diba? It's it's that kind of uh, victory that you want, okay? Even as a kid, we did that. We fought, right? When we were kids, we fought. Jackstone na lang, diba? Jumping rope na lang, talagang galit, galit pa tayo, diba? Diba? Kasi daya eh, daya nito, daya. Remember that? Remember the time? Then we went to school. And here we are, doing our exams. Think about that. You're doing your exams, you're writing everything, and you don't know the answer. So what do you do? You look at your seatmate. Kasi pressure to win eh. Diba? Pressure kasi sa grades, diba? How many of you know what I'm talking about, diba? O ako lang yun. That was before Christ, okay? That was before Christ, okay? But, nonetheless, all of us, we are guilty of wanting to win. Everybody wants to win. If you think about it, you, look, you go back to Genesis, what was the command of God to Adam? It says, be fruitful and multiply. God's heart for us is to really win. He wants you to be fruitful, abundant, productive, you know, having, having everything that you need. That is what God wants to give you. However, because of sin, we all know what happened, right? Let me share to you. Let's go back to Scripture. What type of victory are we looking for? Or what kind of victory? Let's look at 1 John 5, verse 3 to 5 again. This is our text. In fact, this is love for God to keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone born of God, what? Overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Let's stop there, okay? We got to understand first, what is this world? Think about it. What is the Bible saying about this world? We, you know, we have victory that has overcome this world. Okay, is it this world? Are we talking about a world that is created by God? You mean we have to overcome the creation of God? Is that what it says? Unfortunately not. It's not the created world. Okay, because everything that God created was good. Okay? It's not about the world, the creation of the world. It's about a world standard. It is a world standard that is totally against God's standard. The Bible is so clear. It says there is a world out there that we need to overcome. This world is not about creation. This world is about a worldly standard. In other words, there is a system, okay? So the challenge here is this. We all are living in this world, correct? And when you live in the world, there is what we call living the standard of this world. The reality is, most of us in life are fighting for something, to win, according to the world standards. I've been a businessman for a couple of years, and all my life, since I was, a, uh, since I was in college until I, I, I graduated, all my life, all I wanted to do was win. I wanted to win, meaning I wanted to be rich. 
Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having the mansion, the nice cars. But the obsession was there. In fact, I really didn't care much about other people. It's kind of like the world today. You go out there, it's a rat race. You're in your business, you're in your position. Wherever you are, there is a rat race. And that is the standard of the world. And we live in that. However, it is opposed to the standard of the Word of God. It clashes. That's why every single time you fight here in this world, we have failures, right? How many of you would agree that you have failures? How many of you put up businesses and failed? That's okay. How many of you did something but it failed? That's a lot of us. So what is, the, what is the result of that? All of us become depressed, discouraged. You know what I'm talking about? Iba pa nga, ano eh, di ba pang nabasted? Di ba nagpapakamatay na? Tapos nung magpapakamatay na, aray, aray, masakit pala. World standard, opposed to God's standard. Therefore, if anyone is living in the standard of this world, you are a prisoner of sin. I'm reading to you Romans 12, verse 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The Bible is so clear. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Because there is a system, a pattern, somewhat like of a habit. It plays on and on like a... Wala na pala, hindi pala uso yung mga sirang plaka. Yan, tumatawa yung mga seniors. Ano ba ngayon? It's... Um, naka-repeat naka-repeat shuffle repeat at least medyo yeah well it, it plays over and over because this is the system of the world this is what the Bible is saying do not be conformed to this pattern there's such a pattern you talk about um, in any area there's a pattern the way we diba? Um, you're in if you are wearing this you are in when you're wearing this bag you're in when you're wearing these shoes you're in when you have a nice watch diba? there is a system that we're not seeing much, but it's there. They say that to be successful, you ought to have a nice car. Correct? They see you nicely dressed. So there is a system, there is a pattern that the world has to offer, and we are all in it, and it opposes the Word of God. In fact, in, in uh, another translation, it says, it says here, don't copy the behavior the habit, the behavior, the system, the pattern, and customs of this world. If you go back first, John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16, John even puts it, even, you know, he, he digs it up and says, no, do not just conform. In fact, do not love the world. It's one thing to conform already, being dictated by a culture. It's another thing when you love it. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, what does it say? The love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Now let's look at that world system. Okay? There is now a world system. Maybe you're not aware of it. Now you are. The Bible is clear. There is a world system. And what system is this? A system that gives satisfaction to the flesh, 
a system that gives satisfaction to the eyes and gives you the pride of life. Because I, if I have all these things in life, if I can just have everything that that person has in, in Ayala Labang or somewhere, if only, if I have that, I'll, be, I'll look good. Ever see those guys that, um, that drives Ferraris? And, no, I mean, no offense, but you know, you look good. That's a world system. A world system that gives us the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Think about this. The world system <coughs> is our basis for our victory, isn't it? If we are true to ourselves today, most of us are actually in that system, and we are trying to win over that system. Every single day, it's a rat race. You go work for money. The money does not work for you. It's sad. But the reality is most of us are in this system. And the kind of victory that we have is a worldly kind of victory. So when you got to ask this, this, this question. Are we winning when we satisfy our flesh? Are we winning when we get what our eyes last for? Are we winning or are we successful if we have all the money, the fame, and the power in this world? Is that the benchmark of success? There are many people today who are suffering because of this. They're in the courts now. They're in the media. Think about that. That is the kind of winning the victory here in the world. Is that it? I mean, if that is the only thing that is getting you up every single morning, they're in the wrong place. Because all of these things will not be forever. Everything is temporary. You know, Paul Wallace said that the average person is swept away by the world, overcome with debt because they could not control their lust for things in chains of unforgiveness, fearful of what tomorrow will bring, doubting God and focused only on the next temporal pleasure. That is what it looks like to, the, to overcome or to be overcome by the world. You know, John said this, that the world and its desires pass away. There is no win in this world. There is no win. It's temporary. Everything that the world has to offer will always be temporary. People are born, but people also die. They don't get to bring their wealth with them. All the things that they have, they don't. They leave it there. It's really a pitiful sight. So instead of winning, we end up sinning. That's a reality, guys. And that's what we face every single day because we live in this world. Matthew 16, 26, Jesus already said this, that what good, sorry, here we go, it's somewhere coming, there, there, no, you moved again, oh there, that's it, right? Okay, what, would, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? 
or what can man give in exchange for his soul? You know, if you, I remember a movie uh, way back in the 90s, Bayon, Titanic. Remember that guy? He's, uh, this, this guy was, what's, what's his name? Jack. Who's the other guy? The, the big guy, tall guy? The contrabida? The protagonist, antagonist? This guy? Remember the boat was sinking and he was saying, you know, get me on that lifeboat. And he says, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you handsomely just to let me in that lifeboat. But, you know, to no avail, that guy didn't, you know, that, that guy didn't do anything. You see, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the wealth, the fame, the power, everything that you have desired all your life. But if you lose your soul, who's going to save you? So the biggest question we need to answer today is this. Where then can we find real victory? What is that victory? We've been singing that song. Wanna, I want to propose to you two kinds of victory, and the first one is a positional kind of victory. The victory of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse... Oops. What happened to my... There we go. There... I have to be really gentle. And there. There we go. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55 to 58. The Bible says that where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. The law of Moses that exposed our sin. Verse 57 says, But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the beginning of our victory. Are you here today? Our victory in life begins in a positional kind of victory. The victory that has won, been won on the cross by Jesus Christ. We have the victory in Jesus Christ. I like that song. He has won it all for me. 1 John chapter 4, in our, in our text, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. That means you are a victor. How many born of God people are here in this place? Can you lift up your left hand? No, I mean right. Every, just lift up your hand. How many of you? Come on. Come on, I want to see it. Praise God. All right. Good. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. As God's children, we have the victory of Jesus Christ. In other words, there is a positional victory that God gave us. Okay? Let's look at that. Our position in Christ. What did Jesus Christ give us? Eternal life. How I many of you know this? You've heard it. You've sang it. Seen it. Been there. Been that. Done that. You're here. First John 5.13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. How many born of God people are here? Wow, monte na tayo ah. Do you realize that you have eternal life? And do you believe that? Because the world system will put you to sin. Guess what? Nobody can save you but Jesus Christ. 
Sin gives you death, not just a, a physical death, although we know we're going to die someday, but a spiritual kind of death. But thanks be to God, Jesus Christ came to save you. Your spirit man is saved by Jesus Christ. What else do we have in Jesus Christ? There is also forgiveness. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of what? Darkness. And brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. There is no amount of sin that Jesus Christ cannot forgive. Let me repeat that. There is no amount of sin that you have committed that Jesus Christ is not willing to forgive. You come into his positional victory and you will find out that Jesus is really serious about forgiveness. That's the reason why he came here. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody is holy. Nobody is righteous before God. And it's only Jesus who can do that. And he gives you forgiveness. Not just eternal life, but he forgives you. What else? Healing. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself, Jesus himself, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds. What? You have been healed. Are you getting it? You want more? You want to know more about your positional victory in Christ? Guess what? He also gave you richness. Who wants to be rich? I want to be rich. But there is a different kind of being rich. Let's read. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake. Can you turn to your neighbor? Look at that person. Come on. Now, for your sake. Say that. Come on. For your sake. He became poor so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. That is what you have in Christ. There's more. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming what? A curse for us. He took the curse. He delivered us from the curse. Do you ever wonder why the Kennedys are dying? I mean, John F. Kennedy assassinated the son. You know what I'm saying? There's a curse. There's a pattern. Some of you here have attended Victory Weekend, right? You know what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ, your position on victory gave you victory over generational curses. Think about that. People who, are, who have diabetes, diba? The father, diabetes. The mother, diabetes. The son, daughter, diabetes. Yung anak, nung anak, nung anak, diba? Think about that. It's a generational thing. But yet Jesus says, I have taken that curse so that you will have a blessing. And if you're not yet, you know, convinced 
Let me show you another scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. In fact, this, this sums it all up. He says that His divine power has given us everything we need for what? A godly life. Through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Guys, we have everything we need in Jesus Christ. Amen? But there's a problem. <laughs> it's nice to hear that. In fact, if you go look at your scriptures, okay, there are, there are about 7,700 plus promises in, this, in the Word of God, in this Bible. But there's a problem. Think with me for a while. Let's, let's, um, let's look at a certain case. Or maybe let's, let's look at this scenario. What if? I don't mean to say this, but what if your father died and left you a huge amount of inheritance? You're, just not, you're not just talking about millions of dollars. It's not just billions of dollars. It's just not trillions, but quadrillions. Are you here? I mean, everything he owned. In fact, probably it's the whole country he owns. He died. And he gave it to you. Just you. The problem is, you're not doing anything about it. You think you'll have your inheritance? No. If you sit around, not doing anything, and you know that you have an inheritance... You think you're going to get your inheritance, the trillions or quadrillions of dollars? No. It won't happen. Unless you go to the lawyer, you go there and you claim that you are the heir. You show the proof. You show everything. Unless you do something about it, that inheritance will not come to you. In fact, if you know other families around there, they fight with inheritance. Right? Because it's their rights given to them. What about you? You have an inheritance in God. What are you doing about it? Well, what are we doing about the inheritance of God? Jesus gave you that inheritance. It's your positional victory. The problem is, you're not doing anything about it. That's why we need to understand the second victory. It's called a progressive victory. The victory of our one? Can, can you shout it out? Faith. Faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Our faith. You got to exercise your faith on the finished work of Christ by claiming all the benefits of the cross. Are you still here? You've got to claim it. Let me show you. First John chapter 5, verse 4. In our main text, it says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is what? The victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. We've got to claim it through our faith. And this is, these are the things that we can have. Progressive righteousness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your what? Salvation. Okay? With fear in trembling. You see, you, you have to understand that 
Your positional victory with Jesus Christ saved your spirit man. Are you here? Spirit man. However, while you live in this world, you live in this flesh. Okay? The problem with this is that all the years that was dumped in our life since we were kids till now, we carry the baggages. God saved you. That's great. Praise God. But because we live in this body, our mind, our will, and emotions are being affected by our past. That's why we need to work out our salvation. It's not enough that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You got to fight for it. You got to claim it. But yet you are fighting. There is a war being waged in your flesh. And that's why you need to continue to work out your salvation. Salvation is done. Jesus Christ said that it is finished. You have my righteousness. But there is what we call progressive righteousness. It's called sanctification. It is what you need to work out because you live in this flesh. It's a progressive righteousness. And if you don't do that, that's why maybe we fall into sin again. See, guys, it's not that you're not going to sin, but you will. But the mere fact that Jesus Christ, or God himself, gives you every waking moment to come to him, to repent before him, to see his grace, I mean, that's something you got to consider. Every single day, he gives you Time to work out your salvation. This is the progressive kind of righteousness we have. What else? Progressive blessings. How many of you like the blessings? Come on. Seriously. Blessings. I like it. I love it. John 10.10. 10. Here's the problem. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now you got to understand. If there's one thing that the enemy wants in your life, it's this, your faith in Jesus Christ. That is one thing he wants to steal from you. He wants to kill your belief in God. He wants to destroy your relationship with God. That's his prime goal. If you're not seeing it, now you know. Now you can see. But Jesus came. He says that I have come that they may have life and have it to what? To the full. Jesus gave us a new life. He gave us eternal life. But this is a promise. While you live in this earthly flesh, in this earthly body, He says that you could have a full life. You could have an abundant life. Are you here? Are you hearing this? You know what it means to have an abundant life? It means a meaningful and purposeful life. The saddest thing that the richest man in the world can ever have is not have a purpose in his life. That's sad. Amen? But in Christ, the progressive blessing comes. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be productive. He wants you to be a winner. Okay, without cheating. <laughs> what else? Progressive peace. John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you 
may have peace. Why? Because in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Truth is, while we're living in this world, there is trouble. Our spiritual victory in Christ is not automatic in the physical world. It's not. You've got to fight for it. That's why the questions you, know, you, you want to ask yourself is this. Why then do us Christians, do we still struggle with these? Depression, discouragement, fear, doubt, anxiety, stress, <laughs> all the negative things. We still have it. And the amazing thing is this. There is no victory without a battle. Amen? You cannot win if there is no struggle, if there's no competition. It's a fake win. It's a cheated victory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to agree with that. All right. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. From first to to the last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The second victory, the progressive victory, is the victory of our faith. See, the problem is not our position in Christ. Christ has won it all for us. The problem is this. We just need to grow in our faith. Okay? Uh, we just need to grow in that faith. Amen? Think about this. Even if you have a mustard seed faith, you know, God honors that. It starts there. But you need to grow. We all need to grow. Question is, how do you grow your faith? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Bible says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but what? Be transformed, changed by the renewing of what? Your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We have to stop it. We gotta be, we gotta stop thinking about this world. We gotta stop thinking worldly things. Kind of like this. In the world, if you give, you subtract to yourself. But in God, when you give, it shall be given back to you, pressed down. Shaken together, running over. If you sow, you will reap. In the world, you just take. Diba? Winning is everything. Even cheating is okay. That's what it is. But in God's world, it's different. Do not conform to that pattern. He says, but be transformed by the what? You know, I forget the author, but he says that the last stand, the last battle that every Christian will be facing is the battle of the mind. Do you realize that the average teenager, when, he, uh, when that person reaches the age of 18, that person has received about 80,000 no's in his life and only four to 5,000 yes. In other words, all our lives, we have received so much negative things in this world. That's why the enemy, the devil, he loves it. You're fearful, Doubtful, skeptical, you're depressed, discouraged, you're proud, you're arrogant. And all of these things, 
is in conflict with God. You need to renew that already. A problem, the problem with that, it became a mindset in your life. Are you still here? There is a mindset that goes on in our head today. So the reality is Jesus gave you a positional victory. The problem is this. Your mind, your will, and your emotions would not agree to what Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, gave you. In practical sense, you read the word, but you don't believe it. That's the struggle we face every single day. That's my struggle. I have a hard time to believe this because when I look at my situation, when I look at my circumstance, it's not agreeing with the word of God. But what if you reverse it? You're seeing the situation, but you're looking at the word of God and you agree with it. Then all the promises will align. Do not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What, what you need is found in this verse. So then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing is one thing, but believing is another. You can hear the message now and might not believe. And it will not do any dent in your life. There will be no change. But if you're listening to the word of God today, if you're hearing this message and you believe it, something will happen. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is what? It's living and active. It's not dead. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and what? Spirit. Now let's stop there. Think about that. Your position of victory in Christ, your, your spirit has been saved. But it also works out on your soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. If only today you would agree. If only today this one enters this heart of ours. Then whatever the promises Jesus Christ said, did on the cross, the deliverance, the healing, the provision, the richness, and everything that God gave you can be made possible in this physical world. The ha half of the victory has been won. The other half, we need to win it. Understand you have it. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, as I end, and as I conclude, do you realize that when you live in the light, when you're living in the light, living in righteousness, living in love, and living in victory, these are all possible when we are living in faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I like what Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I have now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's only one thing the enemy wants from you. It's your faith. But only one thing also. You can only live in victory when we live in faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and believe in this word. Amen? I, I hope and pray that what we've heard today, we will put it into practice. If you're not reading your word, it's time to read your word. Don't be satisfied coming here only on Sundays. 
Don't be satisfied coming just in a small group. But make it, make it a habit to read your word. Meditate on it day and night. You just don't realize what wealth of wisdom you will get in the word of God. Now, I was preparing this message. I just couldn't contain the word. There's just so much word. There's so much promises that God wants to give all of us. But yet, you know, we, we are struggling whether to believe God, to believe His Word or not. We can believe what the news is saying, but what if the good news, the Word of God, what if we believe this? Then I, and I believe it's not going to be an issue living a, a life of victory here on earth. Amen? We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts on our website at www.victoryalabang.org or by downloading the Victory Alabang app on your Apple or Android mobile devices. For updates, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.